If you are watching this on YouTube or listening to this podcast, wherever you are today, please hit that subscribe button, that follow button, so that you can stay current on the material that we are providing. But not only that, you then help us to spread Welcome the word to the covert to narcissism people. podcast. You are vital in this I'm your mission host, to reach our Swanson. world of people just like you who are living in this nightmare. As many of you know, I run a Facebook support group for victims of covert narcissistic abuse. And in this group, there's story after story of so much pain, so much frustration. This is people who are beaten down and, and weary, and they just can't take it anymore. They're hurting, they're exhausted, they're confused, and they're tapped out. These are people who are at their breaking point with nowhere to turn because no one understands. Well, after reading so many of these stories, you can reach a point where you just feel, you know, like the world is just such a dark place. And I want to tell you that there is a lot of hope here. There's a lot of success here. I want to hear stories now of survival. Stories from people who have gotten through all of this and who are now thriving in who they are and in the life that they are embracing. I am one of those people, and I'm going to share my story right here, my story of hope. And I want to do a series of guest episodes now titled Stories of Hope. These will come out on Thursdays. So Thursday releases are guest episodes or throwback episodes. And so these guest episodes, Stories of Hope, are going to be on Thursdays. But I share my story starting right here. I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast. And thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. You know, I'm, I'm, I hate it for everybody who understands what I'm talking about. I hate what you're going through out there, but I love that we have a place where we can reach out to each other, where we can help each other. And if you are not a member of my Facebook group, please look us up. It's Covert Narcissism Group, and it's a wonderful place for community, uh, for neighbor helping neighbor, people who get it helping each other. So I reached my lowest point ever in life during this marriage, I'd reached this point of being completely empty. And, and even to say those words doesn't even quite cut it. Like I had no care left in me, completely exhausted, completely drained of life. And so what did this look like in daily life? This was scraping meals together for my family because I couldn't manage to cook anymore. I couldn't keep up with cleaning the house anymore. I just didn't have it in me. No social life. I had no energy for it. I got snappy with the kids. I had no motivation to play with them. I just reached a bottom, a, a low, low point in my life. My relationship with my kids was struggling. My relationship with my family was struggling. I was not able to be open and honest with my friends and family around me because of what was going on in my marriage. How was I doing physically? I was losing weight. Uh, and I'm not a big person to begin with. And I was dropping weight and in a very unhealthy way. 
I had a rash on the back of my hand that made absolutely no sense. I had a fever on the back of my neck that came from nowhere. My head was in constant overdrive and a constant hypervigilance, so I couldn't focus. I couldn't concentrate. I felt like I couldn't even hold a complete thought together. But where am I today? Today, I have space in my head. I have space in my heart. Today, I have built two successful businesses. I'm self-employed with staff in both of those businesses. I'm financially independent. And in fact, I just made my last payment to an out-of-state university for my youngest son, helping put my kids through college. I'm physically healthy, healthier than I've been in years. I sleep so peacefully at night, and I absolutely love it, waking up each day with energy and motivation. Sure, I still struggle with some residual tension, you know, in my neck and shoulders, and I'm still trying to work on that. But physically, I'm so much healthier than I've ever been. I wake up each day with the freedom to choose how I spend my day, freedom to go out when I choose or to stay in, to take trips with my friends, to go visit my family. I traveled abroad last year with my boys, and we had an amazing, amazing time. I spend time with my family as I choose, and when I'm there, I'm able to stay very present to them now. My relationships are comfortable. They're open. They're honest. They have their normal ups and downs. Now, how did I get here? A whole lot of work. Reading, researching, counseling, diving down that rabbit hole that so many of you go of all the information I could possibly gather about narcissism. This was through lots and lots of tears, intense honesty, ownership of my part in all of this, self-reflection, radical acceptance. I was observing everyone involved, including myself, watching how the relationships were interacting with each other and the behaviors and and how we were affecting each other. And I went down that hard path of divorce. Sure, there were tough days. Financially, it was hard. There was so much uncertainty in my own financial future. I was cutting corners everywhere that I could. It was tough conversations with my boys and a real hard period of adjustment for us. I had to learn to lean on other people, my friends, my family around me who did care and did support me, even though they didn't understand what was going on. I had to say no to some of life, learning to set boundaries. You know, I even isolated for a while for my own self-care. Saying no to my friends and family that I just didn't have the energy to go spend the time with them and I needed to take care of me for a while. Saying yes to some of life, absorbing my own desires and likes, you know, facing them, starting to learn what they even were to begin with. I had to learn a new language with myself. How do I talk to myself? I talk to myself so differently now than I ever did in that marriage. In that marriage, I was constantly beating myself up for not being good enough. Little did I know that I was trying to be good enough for someone who was never going to give me that space. But here I had to learn a new way to talk to myself. No longer judging me. No longer afraid of other people's thoughts and feelings. No longer living out of obligation just because somebody asks for something or expresses a desire. No longer living out of guilt when I can't meet other people's expectations. 
This journey of finding me again is amazing. It has been an incredible journey and it's not over. I feel like I'm just getting started on it. You know, my whole world was centered around him, his thoughts, his attitudes, his desires. Can I go out with this friend? Can I learn this new hobby? Can I even just go upstairs and read a book on the bed? Can I spend time with my own kid playing a game? All of these choices were weighed based on his reactions. How will he react if I do this or if I say that or if I want to do this or that? How will he react? And then what will I say? And then what will he say? And all these just endless conversations going through my head. Well, this required a boundary. This boundary was not for him. This boundary was for me. The most valuable boundaries are the ones we have for ourselves. The boundary for me was I will no longer weigh everything by his reactions, thoughts, and attitude. You see, I started putting that boundary in place while we were still married. And in the, those healing times that I was able to do some of the healing before the divorce happened, and I'm so grateful for that because by the time I got to the divorce, I was stronger than I had been in 20 years. But I no longer weighed everything in my own head based on his reaction to stuff. Another boundary that I voiced to myself was I am not responsible for his feelings and reactions. Another boundary was I can trust myself to behave in a normal and healthy way. I can trust the caring and compassionate person that I know I am. I no longer needed to judge all of my actions based on what somebody else said to me, him or anyone else in my life. I learned to trust myself, to give myself the space and the freedom to be me. This released such an amazing amount of tension in me. No more self-judgment. No more crazy high self-standards and expectations. No more trying to be perfect or no more even trying to be good enough for someone else. I'm good enough just being me. No, I'm not perfect. But like I said in last week's podcast, I don't want perfect. I just want normal. I no longer am responsible for anyone's feelings but my own. And I no longer give anyone the right to be responsible for my feelings. Was this a hard journey? Yes, crazy hard. My emotions were all over the board. Frustration, sadness, grief, pain, disbelief. Yeah, that doesn't even touch the surface. There aren't words for the level of exhaustion and pain that this takes you to. My energy level was completely gone. No thinking space left. No care left. My feelings, when, when I went through this divorce, I kind of expected that I was going to just hit this wave of relief that, oh my gosh, thank goodness this is over and I would be peaceful and I would be happy. And that's not what happened. It really, you know, I was overwhelmed with sadness. The pain of that grief was intense. This was not what I expected. And this difficult part, the toughest days I had ever lived through it lasted, you know, maybe about a year where I had to learn to let myself grieve. I had to learn to work through the hard feelings. I wanted to distract myself. And that's so easy in today's world. 
But no, no scrolling past my frustration and pain, no hiding on my phone, no social media, online shopping, video games. It was time to face this pain. Not feeling our feelings is exactly what narcissists do. Shutting them down, hiding from them, denying them. It was time to feel my feelings. This cultivated a huge amount of self-reflection and self-awareness inside of me. A deep honesty with myself. What role did I play in all of this? In my marriage? In my kids' lives? These are heavy questions. But when you face them, and you don't judge yourself for what you've been through, but you face it with some honesty, there is deep, deep healing there. There were days that I wasn't sure I would ever get through any of this. I would never smile again. I really thought, I'm never going to have any reason to smile and laugh again. It's just not going to happen. I didn't see a way that I ever would. How could I? I had been through so much pain, so much work, frustration, disappointment, and grief. But I was wrong. The days of laughter were yet to come. The days of smiles and peacefulness. They were here. They are here, and they're here now. And I, I, I use this analogy that it's like we were buried under a skyscraper that collapsed on top of us. You know, in this marriage, I'm, I hear I existed at the bottom of a skyscraper, and the skyscraper just collapsed on top of me, and I survived the collapse, but I'm in this dark, dark space. And, and I'm buried under all this rubble. And the rubble is the overthinking, the overanalyzing, the overdoing, the overbeing, all of the hypervigilant states that we are in. And, and it's dark. It's dusty. I'm not sure if I'm alive or if I'm dead. I don't know who I am or what I look like or what my likes and dislikes are. As you start to pull that rubble off of you, one little piece at a time. Today, I stop overthinking. I'm going to take a break. And that removes one piece of rubble. And the more you do that and you start pulling one piece of rubble off at a time, little glimpses of sunlight start coming through. And you see this little ray of sunlight and you go, oh my gosh, that's life. That's me. That's happiness. That's peacefulness. And then another piece of rubble comes off and Oh, you can get a big deep breath now and your lungs start filling up with fresh air. And then the day comes when you're able to crawl out from under that rubble and you stand up and you realize, I'm here. I've been alive this whole time, but I had to find me again. Self-care is a must on this journey. No one else is going to do it for you. This is all on you. Caring for yourself is healthy, reasonable, it's normal. This is not being selfish. This is not being grandiose. All the energy I used to pour into my husband, I now gave that energy to me. Every day, doing one thing that fed my soul. Maybe it was a walk in nature or time with my dog, coffee with a friend, any of these, exercise. Um, meditation, yoga, any of these things that feed your soul. Do one piece every day, even if it's 10 minutes. I created a safe space inside my home. And in this safe space, I like the idea of appealing to the five senses, sight, sound, touch, smell, and taste. 
So for sight, you know, I, I found uh, my my soft, squishy blankets and things that I can see with with you know blankets that are decorative and very appealing to my sight, or or a picture on the wall that's of nature. And for sound, I, I turn some music on, or maybe turn on my my waterfall, a uh, little waterfall figurine thing that I have that makes this incredible sound of a waterfall. For touch, it's the softness of the blankets around me. For smell, I turn a diffuser on with some essential oils. And for taste, I will have a little peppermint bead or something there that that's really appealing to my taste. And that's my safe space in my home. And it's for me. It's not for anyone else, but it's for me. Make a safe space in your home. It's a space of healing. It's a space to shut the world out so that you can just sit and be with yourself. What is life like now? It's amazing. I'm so peaceful. I value all the little things in life now. I, I have normal ups and downs. This is true. You know, life isn't perfect, but I don't want perfect. That's not my goal. It's not even on my radar anymore. I just want normal. Sure, there are triggers around. That's always going to be the case. Those, those memories are never going to go away. You know, I recently had someone say to me, I'm afraid to really address the memories because I don't want to forget them. I don't want to clear the memories or clear the triggers. I want to remember what I've been through. You will never forget. The goal of healing is not to forget what you've been through. The goal is to take the triggers and, and heal them in such a way that now, instead of them being an emotional trigger, they're just a memory. There's something you can look at and go, I went through that. I survived that, but I no longer have a fight or flight response to it. The emotional energy is no longer triggered by that memory. If you need help with that, please join my group sessions, Healing from Covert Narcissistic Abuse. That is one of the biggest pieces we work on, is working on the emotional energy that's attached to all that you've been through. What is my life like now? Now my awareness is so incredibly high. I have emotional safety in my environment, within my own home. With my boys, we have a beautiful relationship. We give each other the space for hard feelings. We give each other the space for mistakes, to say things that we could have said better. We do. We give that all to each other, but we give it to ourselves too. You're building a new relationship of trust with you, putting down your own defenses. Trusting yourself is huge because now as you give yourself space to say things you could have said better, when you're in these relationships with other people, you're not on guard the whole time. You're not hypervigilant the whole time. This new phase of life for me has been absolutely amazing. I value me and I have so much to offer to those around me. Care, compassion, love, and safety. I invest in myself, time, energy, and money. Embracing more fun with my friends, hiking and kayaking. My life is richer now. My relationship, like I said with my boys, is absolutely beautiful. I'm not responsible for their feelings and they're not responsible for mine. It's okay for them to be angry. It's okay for them to be sad. It's okay for me to be angry or sad. There is a peacefulness here that is just unbelievable. It is never too late to find this peace in your life. 
If I only have one day left to live, I want it to be the most peaceful day of my life. Why not start that now? Peacefulness comes not from how others treat you, but from how you treat yourself. With graciousness, no self-judgment, the space to be human. Again, peacefulness comes not from how others treat you, but from how you treat yourself. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing. You have been listening to the Covert Narcissism Podcast with your host, Renee Swanson. Be sure to check out our website at www.covertnarcissism.com. There you will find many resources just for you to help you on this journey. You can also reach out to me by email at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at cnglifecoaching.com. Those letters are C-N-G as in Covert Narcissism Group. I do look forward to hearing from you. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing. The information provided by Renee Swanson and the Covert Narcissism Podcast is for educational purposes only and is not to be used for diagnosis purposes and not intended to be a substitute for clinical care. Please consult a healthcare provider for guidance specific to your case. This material discusses narcissism in general. It does not claim that any specific person has narcissism and should not be used to refer to any specific person as having narcissism. Permission is not granted to link to or repost this material to support an allegation or a claim that any specific person is a narcissist. That would be an unauthorized misuse of the material and information provided.